you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 273 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I am going over that... I don't know what to call that game from Sunday between the A's and the Twins. That thing was insane. I'm spending an entire segment just going over how the runs were scored because this thing was nuts. It was a drunk game, and uh, I got to wrap my head around it with you guys. So that's what we're doing in the first segment. The second segment is taking some of the standouts from the game, like uh, Matt Chapman. He he had a nice game. Uh, Sean Murphy was okay. Elvis Andrews extended his hit streak, so uh, we're going to talk about some of those guys and uh, also you know obviously Chris Bassett and what he was dealing with so uh, that's the second segment third segment is getting you guys ready for the A's and Astros series that starts up on Tuesday Uh, and this segment I guess I'm going to be going over uh, how the two teams compare to one another uh, ERA batting average you know stuff like that how they stack up with their team stats and then tomorrow's episode I'll go over the pitching matchups and do some you know minor league stuff which will be fun because Jonah Bride is destroying baseballs and I have to talk about him so uh, that'll be coming for you guys on Tuesday but uh, yeah before I get into anything though today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order also make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app and if you have any questions for us please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com so let's get into some of the scoring from this wild and crazy game this the A's somehow won 7-6 in Minnesota, taking 2-3 of three from the Twinkies and holding their half-game lead over Houston going into this series, this big series against Houston, which is the last time that they will see them until July. So they got some time without Houston on the schedule, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And then after July, they faced them twice at the end of the season, once at the end of September and then once at the beginning of October. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very, very nice, smooth sailing season uh, once they are off the docket come this week. It's going to be lots and lots of fun, but let's get into the A's and Twins game and uh, all of the shenanigans against that happened and as I tweeted out this game was drunk the A scored their first run on a Chapman single where he was thrown out at second base after not getting tagged it went to review he basically kind of ran into uh, uh, Andrelton Simmons the shortstop for the twins and Simmons did not tag him at all but he was called out on the field and then replay uh, in New York also said he was out and there was no tag whatsoever and uh, unless the body has become the glove which is a weird rule to have uh, I don't think that he was out so that was strange also later in the game uh, spoiler alert when he strikes out at the end of this uh, I don't think that he swung either so Matt Chapman getting screwed all the way around in this game but 
Uh, the A's won, whatever, it's fine. And maybe because Matt Chapman was called out uh, on the field and via replay, maybe we should have known that this was going to be a really weird game. Uh, but it didn't really take hold until a couple of plays later. But uh, let's get into the bottom of the second inning. And that is when Miguel Sano sold a hit by pitch that uh, hit the knob of the bat. And you know that it hit the knob of the bat because it traveled like 45 feet or, you know, halfway to first base. I don't know uh, how they were like, yeah, that hit a human hand and then traveled that distance. That makes sense. No, if it travels that far, obviously it hit the knob of the bat, but they gave him first base anyway. Uh, it was a fair ball, so it should have been an ending inning double play, but uh, they they gave him first base instead. And then, uh, of course, Max Kepler came up and uh, drilled a three-run homer off uh, Chris Bassett. So uh, that's, that's how the game was looking like it was going to go for a while. Um, I don't know how that happens. That should have gone to replay, but you can't replay everything, which is stupid because isn't the the goal of replay to get the calls right? But this is not some, I don't know what baseball is doing. And it's maybe I'll get into this a little bit later, but sometimes it feels like games are they, they're trying to fix them. And it seems like the Twins are a really bad team to try to fix a win for because they can't field baseballs and they don't pitch really good. So uh, maybe it, it just feels like baseball in general and Rob Manfred uh, hates the A's and their fans. And so they're trying to punish them, but it doesn't work because the A's are still leading the AL West. I'm sure they'll, they'll come up with a very nice way to do this at some point, but uh, they haven't done it yet. And I'm holding my breath, but, uh, and because of this whole shenanigans that happened uh, you know, with Miguel Sano getting on instead of grounding into an inning-inning double play because he was trying to s- sell a hit-by-pitch. Chris Bassett had to throw an extra 19 pitches in this one. And uh, keep in mind, 19 pitches for Bassett when I'm talking about his stat line in the second segment because uh, he, he could have had a much better stat line if just that one call had gone you know, the way that it should have, uh, you know, the way that it happened. But let's move on. The Twins got a fourth run on replay at home. Replay, again, hates the Oakland A's. Um, and this one, it it was the correct call. Uh, Ramon Laureano threw a fucking bullet, and he he drilled the guy at home plate. Um, he, was, he was safe, obviously, but uh, it looked like a really nice inning-ending double play with the, the Twins threatening and, you know, it just being a, a crappy, crappy time at that point, just coming off of that three-run homer from Max Kepler. But uh, it, it was the right call. But coming after the Matt Chapman not even getting tagged and being called out play, that seemed like crap. And uh, I think that that's what got me mad about. It was the right call. So, yay, replay works sometimes, I guess. And that's what we should hang our hats on. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Another run came on Elvis Andrews getting caught in a rundown. And then the catcher being kind of close to him. So he threw his shoulder into him and then dove. And uh, that, that led to a catcher's interference. And he got a run score out of it and he also advanced the runner that would have been stranded at second base otherwise so they got first and third out of this or second and third they got two runners on with no extra outs and a run scored even though they were caught dead to rights because Elvis Andrews and his baseball IQ is through the roof he also worked a balk on uh, Eduardo Rodriguez in Boston earlier this week this guy can just make runs out of thin air and uh, you know everybody likes to crap on Elvis Andrews but when he gets on base he does make things happen and that's what I've been saying this entire time let's get him on base let's figure out how to work with him 
because this is the kind of stuff that he can bring to your team. And also, he makes everybody happy. So I like Elvis Andrews still, even though he's still only hitting like 188 or 185. I wrote it down. It'll be coming in the next segment, so hold your breath on that one. So uh, there was a couple more runs scored, but with the game tied at sixth in the ninth inning, Josh Donaldson, uh, you know, of the Josh Donaldson trade that of, of uh, A's fame, he dropped a double play ball in the top of the ninth inning and allowed Ramon Laureano to scramble over to third because nobody was covering third base. So that was fun. And uh, that kind of set up the game-winning moment when Laureano scored the game winner. That's why I phrased it like that, I guess, uh, because Matt Chapman struck out. And I don't think that he swung, but he got the strikeout. And then the ball got away from the catcher. Just a wild pitch. And that's how the A's win this game. They scored a run on a wild pitch. They scored a run on catcher's interference in a rundown, which if the if the umpires were doing what they should be doing, they were like, no, he, he ran into him on purpose. But uh, oh, well, these umpires were terrible. And the outcome was actually what it should have been in the end. The A's should have won this game because the, uh, the Twins were gifted three runs, couldn't do anything with them. So whatever, it's fine, I guess. And the A's also scored a run on an infield single that just kind of found the dead zone in the defense somehow. And, uh, you know, whatever. This was a weird, weird game. I kind of feel bad for Twins fans because that is the second crazy game that they have lost at the hands of the A's because of just defense and weirdness. And, uh, you know, I'm fine with it as an A's fan. I, I, I will take wins however they come, as long as they're not cheating, which leads me to some of the Twitter interactions that were happening, uh, you know, on Twitter.com and uh, the Astros fans being like, oh, Elvis dove. This is stupid. The A's are the luckiest team in the world. And I'm like, um, you guys know about 2017, right? That that whole, the entire cheating scandal, the reason that you want to face Mike Fire so bad is because he literally ratted on your team because they cheated the game of baseball. It's a really weird thing to be that aggressive at Mike Fires because he exposed the entirety of what your franchise is built on right now. Uh, so yeah, it, it's going to be a fun series. I hate playing the Astros because my mentions are never fun, but uh, this is going to be... <laughs> So much fun. We're going to get into all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, this was a, a really weird game. I'm going to be getting into some of the stats from the game. Uh, you know, Matt Chapman hitting, uh, you know, three for four. Not not a bad game. Uh, the strikeout, I know that he doesn't get credit for the RBI, but I want to give him the RBI. I can give him four RBI in the game because uh, that was an RBI strikeout, you guys. Excellent striking out by Matt Chapman to win the game in the top of the ninth. Um, also, I'm going to talk about uh, Jake Diekman's, uh foibles let's say foibles <laughs> from over the weekend so uh, that's what i got coming up for you guys so stay locked in with locked on a's and i'll be right back stonks memes rocket ships day trading can be a lot of fun but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon you should open up a wealthfront investment account today wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes no manual trades no picking stonks no watching the stock market every day they automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences you control wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. 
To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB. To get started growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in and help shape the conversation you listen to here every single day. Uh, Locker Room is the perfect place to join or start conversations about baseball. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and of course, big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On A's podcast through our Locker Room conversations. So all you got to do is go download the Locker Room app for free right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be notified when my room goes live. I know you don't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week, probably for Friday's game against the Angels at game time. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's, so see you guys there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you like hearing them. Uh, and if you are able to, please leave us a rating and a review if your platform uh, allows you to do that. I know that Apple is a good one for that. I don't know if you can do it anywhere else. So uh, if you can do that, leave us a five-star review. I love hearing kind words about the show. Uh, they get me through the day and uh, make me very happy to do this five days a week for you guys. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room at if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. If you guys got a question, it doesn't have to be for like a mailbag episode. Uh, just hit me up and I'll, I'll talk about it on the show. You know, if I have some time, um, just because every now and then you're like, hey, like the day the A's have a day off on Monday. Maybe I need a segment for a Tuesday show is all I'm saying. <laughs> so hit me up with your ideas, you guys. But let's get into some of the stat lines from Sunday's game against the Twins. And I'm starting off with Chris Bassett because I've been saying he's a bulldog, that he's the ace of the staff. And I feel like this start right here from Chris Bassett kind of exemplifies that. I know that he gave up the big three run homer and all the runs were earned because uh, the umpires gave them to him. Basically, I know that he made the pitch and blah, 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 blah. But uh, he went five innings, gave up six hits, four earned runs, walked two and struck out four. But if you add in those 19 pitches that he threw after he got an inning ending double play and Miguel Sano just suckered his way onto first base. uh, Yeah, if you get those extra 19 pitches, pitches, that could be enough to get you through the sixth inning as well. So uh, he could have six innings pitched. And even if he gave up that home run just an inning later, but with nobody on base, he would have given up two runs. So six innings, two runs is what you're looking at. Uh, I think he, uh, one less walk. I don't know that he'd have more strikeouts, but hey, maybe why not? But he got he kept the A's in this game, and that's what I feel like the ace does. Uh, the, the umpires were working against the A's in full force for those first three, four innings, and uh, it, he had to go pitch through that, and he did, and he kept the A's in this game, didn't let it get out of hand, even though there was some wacky, wacky stuff going on on that field. And he said in the postgame, uh, usually I have a lot to say, and I don't know what I can say right now, 
that won't get me in trouble. So he kind of didn't. He he alluded to it. He did not go there. And Matt Chapman had something similar that I uh, I tweeted out uh, the video when he was talking to the guys or the people for uh, NBC after the game. I don't know who was doing the uh, the, the post game for them, but uh, he said something very similar. He's like, I don't know what the hell is going on with these replays, you guys. And uh, the A's are a very mild mannered team. They do not come out here and just you know challenge the refs or do anything. Uh, Bob Melvin did not get ejected in this game. Now, kind of to my chagrin, but uh, you would think that he would have gotten tossed after all of the stuff that was going on with uh, replay review and all that just to fire his team up. But uh, apparently they didn't need the firing up. They're fine. Uh, but afterwards, they're like, hey, baseball, what the hell are you guys? This is stupid. And not to I mean, I, I assume that they do this in the locker room. They kind of keep to themselves, but they did it on TV. They did it where their faces are in people's living rooms telling the, the fans like, hey, this is crap. What the hell is going on here, you guys? And the A's do not do that. And uh, I mean, maybe Ramon Laureano does, but uh, Matt Chapman and Chris Bassett don't. And so uh, I think that they're getting a little bit mad. Maybe and I tweeted this out too. Maybe this is the kick in the pants that they need to get that edge on them for this Astros series. And if that's the case and they take two out of three, I know that you want to sweep the Astros. And all. If they take two out of three from the Astros, that's I'm good with that, I think. Win the first one so that I don't have to worry about it. But uh, yeah, otherwise, do what you need to from there. Um, I'd be stoked on two out of three from the Astros, honestly. Uh, But let's move on to some more of these stats. And uh, let's go with Matt Chapman first. He went three for four with three RBI. I'm giving him that fourth one just because of the... uh, the very, very good strikeout that he had. Uh, and I know that, you know, three for four, three RBA, those are great stats. That's that's a day that you want from one of your better players, but I don't know that he's necessarily hitting the ball better. Uh, one, I, I believe that uh, one of his hits was that infield single that traveled like 55 miles an hour off the bat. So, and just went in the no man's land. So we didn't hit the ball particularly hard. So I'm not sure that he's going to be, and usually what I'm looking at is, uh, who's hitting the ball hard and if they have like two or three and they only got like one hit or something like that and but they were hitting like a line drive they're just getting caught usually i'm like okay their timing is good right now they're gonna have a good game in the next game and uh matt chapman i mean he went three for four he didn't hit the ball hard so i don't know where he's going to be hopefully he has, he just balls completely out against the astros because uh, i want everybody to do that uh sean murphy though he went two for four with a double a run and an rbi he had two hard hit balls in this game He's been hitting the ball really, really well, and he had two hard hit balls in the other game that he started this series on Friday, so uh, that's what you want. You just want guys that go up, get a couple of hard hit balls. That's 95 miles an hour off the bat. Just make that happen, and I'll be very, very happy, and uh, you will get talked about on this podcast. The other thing that gets you talked about on the podcast is being Elvis Andrews because he was not having a good time for quite a while, and right now he's got an eight-game eight history. I think he has nine hits in those eight games, so it's not like he's tearing the cover off the ball or anything, but he is raising his batting average a little bit. Uh, it's at 183 right now, and I ran the, the numbers real quick, and I think that if he went one for four through the next five games, he'd be up at like 195. So uh, he needs to go a little bit faster to get to 200, but he's getting his way there, and I think that that's what we're all excited about, and especially when he's doing stuff like drawing box or, you know, coming around to score, even though he's only on, on base, you know, once a game uh, that those things matter to me personally. And as long as he's, he's not just out there booting balls at shortstop, I think that I'll take that. 
And before I talk about uh, Jake Diekman, I just want to mention just real quick that down in Las Vegas, uh, Cam Bedrosian, he got his first save with the Aviators. He went one inning, gave up one hit, struck out the side, got his first save. Uh, and for the season right now, he has five innings pitched with two hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Uh, I know that it's AAA and not the majors and all that stuff, but uh, up in the majors, he was allowing like 13 hits per nine and like like nine walks per night. It was really bad in his small sample size with the Reds, which led to his him being designated for assignment. And so it looks like the A's may have fixed him. I know that it's against AAA pitching, but uh, he's going to be in Oakland at some point, probably soon. We'll see. Uh, and that is kind of a segue to Jake Diekman, but Jake Diekman's not going anywhere. He's going to be here. He's just struggling a little bit. And I just wanted to put some stuff in context. He basically, he, he allowed a couple of home runs the last two games of this series when the A's were using their quote-unquote good bullpen. And in this game on Sunday, Diekman went one-third of an inning, gave up three hits, two earned runs, uh, struck out one, and he had that big home run. So uh, that is not great. What I do want to point out, though, is that his ERA, even with those you know one-third of an inning and giving up two runs right there and doing the same sort of thing on Saturday, it's still at 357, which is below his career average. And I know that he gave up a run last year, but did we all think that that was sustainable? It's not, you guys. He's like a 3-8 pitcher for his career. If he's not walking guys, which he's not doing nearly as much right now, I think that he's a kind of okay pitcher. Relievers, al baseball players, al pitchers allow runs. That's just how the game goes. I and... As long as the team's not losing those games, I'm okay with it. And to that point, the A's are 7-1 this month when Jake Diekman pitches. And for the month, he has a 568 ERA in six and a third innings. So it's not like he's been great, but the A's are still winning the majority of these games. And I'm okay with Jake Diekman uh, struggling a little bit because maybe when he's actually on a tear, He'll be getting some of those wins that they might not be winning otherwise. So it, it's a balance. You, you got to get ready for the balance. And that's what baseball is in my mind. You, you, it's a big balancing act the entire season. Uh, he can go 10 innings, not give up one, give up any runs. And then all of a sudden he's going to give up a couple on a home run and it's going to be a tie game and everybody's going to lose their minds. I'm like, no, nah, he's doing okay for the most part. And I know that uh, he's he's had eight appearances. He's given up four runs this month. Not great. Uh, and that's in six and a third innings pitch. So he's not even getting one inning per appearance. But yeah, they're still winning the games. So it, it's fine. And for the season, his his uh, walks per nine is actually down a walk and a half per nine innings from last season when he only gave up that one run. And his strikeout rate has actually gone up just a touch from 13.1 to 13.2. So he's actually throwing the ball fairly well right now. It's just getting hit a little bit more because... There's more uh, footage of his slider right now that was kind of a new weapon for him last year. So uh, he's going to have to adjust a little bit, but he's still got some good stuff. Maybe he's one of those guys that needs to be a little bit more wild for guys to swing and miss his pitches and work less out or less inside the zone. I think that he had like a, he was allowing like five walks per nine, something like that last year. Uh, maybe that's what he needs to do to be uh, an 046 pitcher, but I, I doubt it. So really all I'm trying to say is Jake Diekman has been struggling. He has a 568 ERA in the month of May over eight start or over eight appearances, but 
The A's are still winning the games that he's pitching, and he's part of the good bullpen. He gets outs when you need him to. It's fine. Um, and I know that maybe he puts a little bit more stress on the offense, but they're coming through, and this team comes through a little bit more than I, I need to look at how clutch this team has been because their run differential, which everybody likes to point to, uh, still isn't great, but they're winning all these one-run games. So, uh, hey, whatever. It's fine. Uh, anyways, coming up on the show, I'm going to be talking about the A's and Astros team splits. So uh, stay locked in. We're locked on A's and I'll be right back. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. The NHL playoffs have started. The play-in games for the NBA start on Tuesday. I am so excited about these games, you guys. Uh, I, I know that the A's are playing the Astros. I might be uh, doing a two screen thing so I can watch both. Like I'm sure a lot of you will be, but anyways, before the next pitch, head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are in their playoff runs, head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And that's when you use the promo code locked on. And that's why everybody says that online or your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to Locked On A's Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Uh, leave us a rating and a review of five stars and some nice words. It make me very, very happy. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into the A's and Astros. The Astros are coming to town. It's going to be not fun, probably, but we'll see. Uh, not fun because I don't like the Astros. They're, the games are stressful. Uh, I think that the A's will win, you know, a game or two or three, but uh, they're just stressful and they're not fun for me personally. Uh, I know that it's not the playoffs, but th that first series was just not fun. Anyways, let's get into it. The uh, The Astros have won six straight and one of somebody at like the Houston Chronicle, like they're the hottest team in baseball. Ah, bring on the world. And uh, I mean, sure, they've won six straight and they're like eight and two in their last 10. Good for them, I guess, but uh, they also haven't been playing great competition, bro. Um, <clears throat> they definitely did not face the Red Sox. And I mean, sure, that's wins, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, the Astros won the final two games of their series against the Angels. Uh, the, the Angels, not a good team right now. They give up five runs a game, I believe. So uh, that, that, Oh, I'm looking forward to playing them this week, and it's going to be fun. That's what I'm. That's why I'm going live for that, that series is because uh, one, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Two, uh, running runs bonanza. That should be fun. Uh, also, the the Astros won four straight against Texas over the weekend, and the Rangers also not good. And guess how many games the A's have against both of those two teams left on their schedule, and also the Mariners. Uh, they have 19 each against all three of those guys. And uh, after this Astros series, they have nine left against the Astros. So uh, I think that there's some some room for the A's to pick up some wins this season. Uh, I know that the Angels might be a little bit better. The Angel, or the uh, the Mariners, we'll see, because they just brought up a couple guys and Jared Kelenic and uh, Logan Gilbert. We'll see what they're about. But uh, Texas, they're only going to get worse, and I'm very excited about playing them. But uh, let's get into a few things that I wrote down real quick before we call it an episode. And uh, that is just the, the home run per and fly ball rate. Uh, the A's home run per fly ball rate is 
7.6%, which is pretty good. Um, and then the Astros are at 13.8%. So uh, I believe that they would prefer to either strike you out or have you hit it on the ground because uh, that is a really high rate. That's a fly ball less than every 10 fly ball, or that's a home run at less than every 10 fly balls. Uh, that's... That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot, a lot. Uh, the Houston starters ERA right now is 3.78, but their FIP is 4.10. So keep that in mind. Uh, the A starters ERA is 4.36. So that is a, a, good, de- a good deal higher than the Astros at 3.78. 4.36 to 3.78. So that's a, that's a big difference. But the A's starters FIP, which is more how good the pitchers are regardless of defense, is at 3.96. So it's actually a little bit better than the Astros. So we'll see how that plays out in this series. Uh, the Houston BABIP right now, the uh, the batting average on balls in play is at 298. The league average is 286. The A's BABIP is 262. So you would think that maybe not in this series, but over the course of the entire season, they would both kind of go closer to the league average. So that means Houston offense gets a little bit worse. A's offense gets a little bit better. Uh, these are just things that I'm looking at that I'm like, all right, a lot of people are really high on the Astros right now, but let's see, I guess. Um, the Houston WRC plus at 119 is currently the best in baseball, uh, 19% above league average. So they are uh, really, really good. They're not huge in the home runs. Uh, they're like uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays. They will bludgeon you to death with singles if they have to. And uh, that's not fun. They're the new best offense in baseball. And uh, that is because the A's shut down the previous best offense in baseball for two games in Boston. And so, uh, yeah, I think they can do it again. I know that the Astros seem to have something figured out when it comes to the A's, but um, maybe not because they also lost a couple games in Houston. And that was a lot of fun, too. Uh, One other thing is that Kyle Tucker, this is not going to be good news for you guys. Kyle Tucker is heating up. He had not been good for a while, but uh, over the last week, he is 10 for 25 with three home runs, seven RBI, nine runs scored, four walks, and three strikeouts. He's hitting 400, you guys, with like a five-something on base. He's good. When when he's swinging the ball well, swinging the bat well, you don't want to face him. Uh, So that is why it is very, very good news that after this series against the Astros, the A's face them one more time before the trade deadline uh, from July 6th to the 8th. And then they don't face them until September 24th through the 26th and then October 1st through the 3rd. So uh, obviously they... The Astros could potentially be playing gatekeepers for the A's playoff future. The A's could be doing the same thing to the Astros. So uh, that's those two series are going to be a lot of fun uh, post trade deadline, especially because the Astros don't have a ton of wiggle room financially to you know go out and add like Trevor Story or you know a big bat or a big. Uh, piece that they're going to probably need. Max Scherzer probably not going to Houston because he's owed like $20 million even for half a season. So uh, yeah, I don't know what they can do to really upgrade what they have right now. The A's, if John Fisher really wants to stay in Oakland, which I don't know that he does, uh, then 
maybe maybe we'll see so that's uh those are just just some quick tidbits tomorrow i'll be going over uh, a little bit more in detail uh the the pitching matchups what i'm looking for specifically but for now that's where the astros have been uh i'll be going over the uh, the other stuff in detail tomorrow i'm also going to be talking about jonah bride who has been absolutely crushing the ball with double double a midland so uh that's what i'm going to be talking about tomorrow it's probably going to be two segments of a's and astros talk and then one segment of jonah bride being a fucking baller. So uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys tomorrow. But uh, if you're not done listening to Sports Talk, all you got to do is tune into the Locked On Today podcast. How worried should Lakers fans be about their road back to the finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And so with that, I, I need a new sign off. So I'll go with what I originally had scheduled because we're allowed to, you know, go out. If you're vaccinated, you don't don't need to wear a mask anymore. You can kind of go outside. So I think that that the old sign off is outdated. I'm going to retire it. It's been retired and new week, new sign off. Here we go. Uh, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.